Bonjour à tous, vous écoutez le Quickling Podcast et bienvenue pour le résumé de la quatrième étape du Tour de France entre Dunkerque et Calais. Welcome back to Quicklink Podcast, it's show 551 for Tuesday the 5th of July, written live at Southdown Social, home of the handmade cyclist, a fantastic cycling cafe right here in the heart of Winchester. The links are in our show notes. Three road races on today, Giro Donna, Le Tour picks up in France, and we have the final day at Sibio Tour in Romania. Thanks to those of you who tuned into Will Lucas' Twitter space last night, most of the Quicklink gang took part to chat about Le Grand Depart in Denmark over the weekend. In today's headlines, 2019 world champion Mads Pedersen has signed a three-year contract extension with Trek Segafredo, who he joined in 2017 and has since delivered them 22 wins. He'll stay with the American setup until at least the end of 2025. In minor racing news, after 21 evening laps around the city at Trofeo Brescia, Riccardo Verza of Zalf Euromobile took the bunch sprint win ahead of Lorenzo Quartucci of Hopla Petroli Firenze, and Francesco Di Felice of Galina Ecotec was in third. And Sasha Prestiani of Namur Lex Brabant won the prestigious Course de Côte Herbemont, that's a UCI junior race today in Belgium with a huge solo win. His teammate Jano Weidal was second, Oscar Chamberlain of Cannibal Team was in third. Happy birthday today to Flanders, San Remo and four times tour stage winner Alexander Christophe of Intermarché Wante Gobert moving to Uno X next year. And to 2012 world champion, winner of four of the five monuments. Happy 40th birthday today to Philippe Gilbert of Lotto Soudal, both of them racing Le Tour. But first up, stage four of Girodonna. Just 332 metres of climbing on a 126k day from Carpi to Reggio Emilia. The intermediate sprint coming slap bang in the middle of the stage in Porviglio. The final corner, a tight left-hander, just 200 metres from the line where positioning would be crucial. Annemiek van Vleuten of Movistar starting the day, leading GC by 25 seconds from Mavi Garcia of UAE. Marte Cavalli of Francis de Gere, third overall, at 57, everybody else over five minutes down. Matilda Vitilio of Beepink and Iris Monticola of Top Girls were first to go up the road, clipping off the front around 15k in, and they were soon joined by Monticolo's teammate Giorgia Bariani, Latvian champion Anastis Carbonari of Valkar, and Hannah Barnes of UNOX. And at the halfway point of the stage, just over 60k in, they had a gap of four and a half minutes over the bunch, as Carbonari took that intermediate sprint ahead of Vitilio and Bariani. The gap was being chipped away steadily by the pack, with 30k to roll, it was down to 220. It was down to 120 with 20k left, before Bariani went away from the front of that group of five, opening up a gap of 30 seconds as the bunch had the quartet in their sights within the final 10k. The four riders out of those five were tagged with 7.5k to race, and Bariani's shot at a solo win came to an end 4.3k from home, as the sprint teams came to the fore to get their fastest finishers into the prime position with that final corner, just 4,000 metres away. Trek leading the way with Voss in the train for Jumbo Visma, Seratizic moving up on the other side, Francis de Jure bullying their way through the middle. Bert Zola was latching onto the back of the bike exchange line-out, Esti Works also coming to the fore with 2k to go. Right at the Flamme Rouge, there was a crash on the right-hand side of the road, towards the middle of the pack as the road narrowed, and these uh, you know the inflatable pillar things obviously took about 2 metres of it up either side. Emma Norsgaard eventually crossing the line for Movistar, a couple of minutes down with her right arm held across her body. Hopefully nothing more than a bash, um, but very much looking like a collarbone injury. Hopefully there is some good news in the morning. 
Anyway, Balsamo was leading it into the final corner. Charlotte Cool came around her, and the pair held off anyone else, but Cool was pipped on the lunge by the world champion, wearing the Maglia Ciclamino. So Elisa Balsamo of Trexegafredo, with her second stage win of this race, Charlotte Cool of DSM second, it's her third top three of the Giro Donna this year, and Mariana Voss was third for Jumbo Visma, it's also her third top three of this year's Giro Donna, uh, a first, a second and a third. Fourth for Chiara Consoni of Valcar, fifth for Marta Bastinelli of UAE, and then Sierra, Barbieri, Coponi, Zanetti and Tutenberg, sixth to tenth. No changes on GC, all the jerseys stay where they are. Annemiek van Vlerten in the Maglia Rosa, Elisa Balsamo in Maglia Ciclamino, Mavi Garcia as the Maglia Verde, Queen of the Mountains, Neve Fisher-Black, Maglia Bianca, the best young rider, and Marta Cavalli, the Maglia Azura, as best Italian. 114.7k from Sarnico tomorrow. They start with five loops around the start town, each tackling the Cat 3 San Pantaleone climb. It's 1,800 metres long at 5.7%, before they then head due west and passing the day's intermediate sprint at Corobio degli Angli, that's 96k in. Then they go over the partially cobbled Sita Alta climb, that's Cat 1, 1.3k long at 7%. Then it's 4k downhill to the finish in Bergamo. So then to France and stage four of the tour, featuring the route heading due south from Dunkirk to the cobbled Côte de Cassel, before swinging west and heading through the intermediate sprint in Lombre, then over a quartet of climbs which come thick and fast over 50k, and then heading up the coast towards Calais, a final climb 12k from home, for a total of 1,785 metres of climbing today. All six climbs are cap four, so just a single point at the top of each, for a total stage length of 171.5 kilometres. As a reminder, Wout van Aert of Jumbo Visma leading GC after his hat-trick of second place finishes, Yves Lampert of Quickstep at 7, two-time defending champion Tadej Pogacar of UAE, already looming near the top of GC, he sat third at 14. He's in white, Van Aert in green, that's being lent to Fabio Jakobsen, he has a 27-point lead over him, Magnus Court is the king of the mountains, he's the only man to score any points so far, a perfect 6 from 6. Today, a show of solidarity for the victims of the atrocity in Copenhagen at the weekend, with a minute's applause in remembrance and support, with the 10 Danish riders at the race taking the front row ahead of the rollout. Now over to our Peter, at PBX Scribes on Twitter, with his reaction and recap of the race. What a stage. That was incredible. But first, I feel we need a definition. Verb. To do a betiol. Definition. To celebrate as if you have won, even though you have not, either by virtue of coming second or in a circuit race celebrating one lap too early. Anyway, um, it was a heck of a race. Um, looked like nothing was going to happen. Break went away. It was Magnus Court and Anthony Perez. Um, they built up quite a significant lead at one point, and with 80-odd kilometres to go, they had about seven minutes um, on the peloton, and you're like, ooh, sure, if these two keep riding, they might make it tough or take the sting out of some of the sprinters, you know, and maybe make the, the finale a bit much. And suddenly, a, a few teams started working, and it just melted. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, interesting stat that they mentioned on commentary was how Magnus Court has overtaken Bahamontes in being I think the rider who's taken the most consecutive mountain points from the start of a tour um, um, by mountain points I mean 
like individual um, points on the road rather than the number of points. Um, so by taking all six in Denmark and then uh, three or four out of a total today, he did pretty well. Um, obviously, yeah, they struck a deal. Um, Magnus Court and Anthony Perez. One would take mountain points, the other took the intermediate points and... You know, it worked quite nicely. Save your energies. Um, Anthony Perez struck off alone um, with about 40k to go. Court just went back to Peloton. He's done as much as he can. Uh, I was shocked that he was in the breakaway again, but, you know, seems to be always there. Um, and, yeah, um, everything was coming down for a bunch sprint, and suddenly... Jumbo Visma and Ineos headed to the front on quite a tight corner into the the climb just before the end. And it was a nasty climb. And in commentary, they were like, oh yeah, it's uh, going to be just like Paris-Nice, you know? Um, but all the riders are on top form here. You know, no one's training their way into the season. Um, but still, it just blew apart. Wout van Aert rode everyone off as well, including Jonas Vingegaard and Primoz Roglic. So any gains that his team leaders could have made on today today, which feels weird to say, but on Pogaccia today, um, were quickly erased. Um, but Wout van Aert struck alone uh, and won, did a Flappy Bird celebration thing, which is meant to be a, a Red Bull marketing bollocks i don't know but not happy at that i wish he came second just for that alone he should be relegated i don't care um but the hilarity ensued because he was winning about 200 meters up the road and Philipson was sprinting his heart out and roared over the line celebrated as if he had won he did a betiol and you looked at it and went he thinks he's won there. And he hadn't. And it was quite magnificent to see. Um, so, all in all, a fabulous stage. Um, tomorrow is the cobble stage, I believe, which will be hugely interesting to see what happens with Alvanard. He's got team leaders who aren't as proficient on cobbles and are looking at GC. People like Macho Vanderpool doesn't have that consideration. You could argue Mads Pedersen likewise. I think it's going to be an interesting race within a race where you have the team leaders who are good at cobbles but have GC men, you, you know, um, the leaders of the, the team in terms of who's the best at cobbles. You're probably going to have them looking after their GC men if they've got any. And then the other riders who are good at cobbles but don't have... GC ambitions in their team, like a quick step, like a, I would argue, Trek Segafredo, like Alperson Fenix. Um, they might try and rip it up and see what happens. I'm intrigued by it. I think every Tour de France should have one cobbled stage just to see that the riders are fully proficient in all skills. That should also have a criterion, but... That's that's on me and doesn't seem to be happening. Um, but all in all, great race today. Bring on tomorrow.
So Wout van Aert of Jumbo Visma with his seventh Tour de France stage win and a win in four consecutive tours. Second for Jasper Philipsen of Alpes de Koenig, third for Christophe Laporte of Jumbo Visma. Team of the day playing an absolute blinder in that final 12k. Birthday boy Alexander Christophe, fourth for Intermarché. Peter Sagan, fifth for Total Energy. Mozzato, Van Poppel, Hofstetter, Matthews and Tomar, six to tenth. Van Aert extending his GC lead to 25 seconds over Yves Lampère. 22 of those 25 seconds have come from bonus seconds for finishing in the top three. Pogacar is the white jersey, he's third at 32, Mads Pedersen at 36, Matthew van der Poel at 38, Vinegar 40, Roglic 41, Yates and Kung are at 48, Pidcock 49th, 10th overall. Van Aert extends his green jersey lead to, he's on 170 points to Jakobsen on 109. The intermediate sprint, just about 60k in today in Lumbre. Obviously, Perez took that from Magnus Court. They were seven minutes up the road from the bunch. Jumbo Visma were lining it out for Wout van Aert to try and take the maximum remaining points, but he was pipped right on the line by Jakobsen. So it's 15 for Jakobsen, 13 for van Aert, uh, Morkel 11, Sagan 10, then 9 to 1 was Laporte, Ewan van Moorver, Misch, Oswellens, Pollitt, Bodner, and Pogacar. Obviously, Magnus Court is still the king of the mountains on 11 points. Van Aert picking up one for that final climb. As Peter said, Magnus Court breaking that record, which was set by Frederico Bajamontes in 1958, where he won nine consecutive KOM sprints. Court, obviously, was on 11. Tomorrow's fifth stage takes us from Lille to Arenberg. It's the Paris-Roubaix mini-day out. 11 cobbled sectors, all in the second half of a stage, which is 157k long. The intermediate sprint comes 36k in. There's no KOM points on offer tomorrow. Just a big battle of attrition. And to our final race of the day, the Sibio Tour, and a double day to wrap it all up. Firstly, a 12.5 hill climb, a drag up to Arena Platos. The first 9.5k at 6.2%, then it's flattened out towards the line, an average gradient of 5.3 overall. The afternoon, a 98.4k stage, with a pair of Cat 3 climbs sandwiching a Cat 2 in the middle. Giovanni Aliotti of Bora Hansgrohe was 10 seconds clear of Han van Hook of Lotto Sudal at the start of the day. And it was indeed Aliotti who, as last man off the ramp, smashed it out of the park with a winning time of 26.47 on that individual time trial. He was four seconds quicker than Stefan de Bord of Astana, Kazakhstan, with Van Hooker third at 14. And Oiterbrookers, Akian Oiterbrookers, fourth for Bora, a further second back. That increased Aliotti's GC lead heading into the final stage, the second stage of the day, to 25 seconds over Van Hooker. With best young rider Utebrookers, he was sat third at 30, potentially the youngest rider to ever podium at the race. Debod was the only other rider starting the final stage within one and a half minutes. He was at 37 seconds to Aliotti, who holds the KOM and points jerseys too now. So that final stage, 25k in after the first climb and intermediate sprint, a group of seven had a minute over the bunch. It was Stefano Gandan of Korotek, Michael Kirkler of Elkoff Kasper, Mindat Wielink of A-Block, Lucas Mailer of Vorlberg, Timon Lodra of Rinkar Advarix, Christian Uraliano of the Romanian national squad, and Nico Sessler of Global 6. The best place of those was Kirkel on GC at 6.25. Emmanuel Stark of PNS Benotti then managed to get involved with 60k or so to go, giving us a group at 8 at the front. Now fast forwarding a bit because I caught a bus home and the number 69 doesn't have free Wi-Fi anymore. It's £6.30 for a return bus fare into town. Absolutely daylight robbery. Anyway, by the time I got back in, Sessler had been dropped from that front group and caught by the bunch, the gap staying steady at 1 minute 20 or so after 2 hours of racing. It had come down, 
but it went back out again after a climb where Lucas Mailer went over the top first, which sealed him the KOM jersey. With 10k to go, it was still a minute gap, and the break would make it all the way home, as the bunch were simply content to let it go with the classification leaders safely in there. The gap was only closed by 10 seconds over the next 8k, and by the 2k banner, Kirkle and Gandon had clipped off the front from that group of seven in search of the win, and it became a maiden victory at pro level for Stefano Gandin, second for Michael Kirkle. The rest of that break came home three seconds later, with Mailer completing the podium and winning himself the combativity jersey. It was Loder a fourth, Aureliano fifth, he's the best Romanian rider, Willink sixth, Stark seventh. David Decker of Jumbo Visma won the bunch kick in the peloton to take eighth, they came home 29 seconds later, Carlos Garcia ninth, Filippo Fiorelli rounding out the top ten. So Eliotti was safely delivered home by Bora Hansgrohe, and he defends his win from 2021, the first rider to do so in the 12 editions of the CBO Cycling Tour. He takes home the points jersey too, Harm van Hoek was second overall, Kian Utebroek's third, obviously the best young rider, Israel Premiatech win the team classification. The next pro action on the UCI Europe Tour comes with the one-day slag on Norg on Saturday the 16th of July. Stage racing action on the Pro Series resumes with the Tour of Wallonia between the 23rd and 27th. Then there's Europe Tour stage racing with Vuelta a Castellón as two days on the 27th and the 28th of this month. There's only two races on the calendar tomorrow, Le Tour and Giro Donna. The European Junior and Under-23 Road Championships begin on Thursday with the time trials, so we'll be back tomorrow with the action and the day's headlines. Until then, ride safe and take care. You've been listening to Quicklink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at QuicklinkPod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. Share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now.